Hey lovely, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I am speaking with Christine Cochran all about overcoming imposter syndrome. But can I tell you, this is such a juicy episode. We don't just talk about imposter syndrome, we talk about it all and I think you're going to love it. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, lovely. Hope you are doing well. Welcome to another week. I want to know, how are you going? What's happening for you? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Suze Chadwick. Let me know what you're loving about the podcast. If you'd like me to cover a particular topic where you're like, Suze, I want you to tell me more about that, then let me know. I am getting more into mindset as well as the business stuff. I think it just is so intertwined. Obviously, last week we were talking about bringing more abundance, getting rid of the scarcity mindset and the fact that, you know, lockdown and everything has just driven us into, I don't know, a place of not joy. (laughs) So how do we bring more joy in? Uh, So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. I wanted to be really open and honest and I think it's so important for us to do that. Uh, And this week, I'm super excited to have Christine Cochran on the podcast, uh, and I'm going to introduce her to you in just a minute. This is such a great chat. We go into so many different things. Uh, Her and I had a a conversation recently, and she's just a gem. She's awesome, and I'm really enjoying having somebody who has a really similar background to me, but we come at things from a really different perspective as well, which is fantastic. It's always good to bring new people into your world who think a little bit differently, have different skills, who you can have great conversations with, which I did talk about last week as well. But listen, I did just want to remind you that if you head over to suzechadwick.com that you can access my freebie, which is all around scaling your business, building a profitable business without the burnout. All you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash scale or head to the website and you can grab that as well. You can grab that at any time. You can go watch that and check it out. Uh, And I would love to know what you get out of it if you go and watch it as well. So there you go. But listen, we are going to dive into this week's episode. I obviously want to introduce you to our amazing guest who I have on the podcast. Christine Cochran is a business mindset master coach. She's a speaker, the co-founder of the Rise Up Conference and creator of the Energetics of Money program. She is a qualified practitioner in master neuro-linguistic programming, matrix therapies, and m-braining practitioner with an extensive study of human behavioral profiling. I really had to concentrate saying all of that. (laughs) She's also hypnotherapy and leadership coaching. She specializes in doing the deep subconscious work in releasing limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging behaviors to set you up with a CEO mindset and helps you embody the next level version of yourself to achieve the success you deserve. Christine has an incredible ability to get to the root cause of what's holding you back, up-leveling your money mindset and set you up for success with unstoppable confidence and belief in your ability to 
succeed. She loves helping women rediscover their inner magic, overcome mindset blocks, and ultimately get out of their own way so they can flourish in the freedom and impact business they love. See, that's why we get along. That is why we get along. So listen, without further ado, I want to make sure that we dive into this episode. You can check out the video as well at the show notes. Otherwise, you can also check it out on my YouTube page, which is Suze Chadwick. But let's not wait any longer. Let's dive into this week's episode. Christine, welcome to the Brand Builders Love podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Suze. I'm so excited for our chat today. My pleasure, my pleasure. I was really, um, I was really so happy that you reached out to me a while ago, and you invited me on your podcast. And I was like, I was like, you were running an event at the time, and everything that you talk about, I'm totally into and love. And I know that you talk about imposter syndrome, and so I really wanted to get you on the podcast today to talk about how we can break through it. So I thought you are my girl, I'm going to grab you and we're going to talk about this. But before we dive in, I'd love to share with my listeners, like, how did you get started? How are you here today? What was, what's your journey been? Okay. So to give you the, the short story, because <laughs> yeah. I'm also a podcaster, so I know how long this can really go. Yeah. Um, so I started actually, I was in corporate and I was in my role in corporate as a business development manager and was working mainly with strategy for business, right? So I was supporting business owners with strategy in order to grow their businesses. And what I was finding is that some business owners would take that strategy and run with it. And then other business owners would really struggle. And I would see them a month later and they'd done nothing. And I was like, what is happening? Why does this keep happening? Like, is it me? Like, am I not communicating it correctly? Am I not giving them what they need? And so firstly, I looked at myself and the way that I was delivering it. So I wanted to actually improve my communication style. So I went back and learned human behavior. So I started studying human behavior and how we develop uh, belief systems and how we understand, you know, how we build confidence and the way that we take on information and process information. So then we can utilize that information to work, right? So I started studying that first and started implementing that with the clients I was working with in corporate, saw some really great results and was like, this stuff is awesome. And got so obsessed behind the scenes that I just was like, then I heard about coaching and mindset stuff and neuroscience and just became this big nerd. And every book that I bought was personal development and just got obsessed. And I mean, I've always been a huge fan of Tony Robbins. So I think it was always an evolution. Um, (laughs) It was inevitable. (laughs) It was inevitable. Um, He was quietly there in the background. Um, And so I then with all the coaching skills that I was learning was also implementing those and was just loving that side of it because the business owners were also loving it going, well, no one's ever spoken to me about this side of it. Like, well, of course I'm not taking action here because I don't think that I'm a very good leader or I don't think that I don't want to be salesy or who am I to think that I could lead a team or like there were so many different elements that came out to play that I was like, this is just the best without this, the strategy is useless, right? Like, it was just so empowering for me to, to see the results for that. And so then I was just like, well, I want to do this all the time. So that's why I built up my business alongside my corporate role and then left. And now I'm just obsessed with it. And I think that it's, I, I really love doing the real deep inner healing things that help us shift our old blueprints of what we believe to be true about ourselves and what we yeah. believe we're capable of and then help my clients step into a new version of themselves to go after that success. So they stop self-sabotaging. They stop letting the imposter syndrome hold them back, right? So that's where it all began. 
Christine, I have to tell you, I am totally blown away because our stories are pretty much identical. Isn't it? I literally heard you on another podcast and I was like, "Mm, me and Suze, we're like this. (laughs) Exactly. Started doing strategies, clients not taking action, learning more about mindset and personal development, imposter syndrome, confidence, studying it, implementing it. I'm just like, oh yeah, in corporate side hustle, built the business into (laughs) six figure, multiple six figure, left the corporate started like I'm I'm as you're speaking I'm just like this is exactly the same as my story amazing I didn't know that me a few months ago when I interviewed you (laughs) so funny oh I love that oh I tell you what you're in Brisbane I'm in Melbourne one day one day you and I we will run an event together I'm putting it out into the universe and it will be it will be incredible it'll be so good oh I'm so excited I am a little bit I'm a bit like you I am a bit of a strategy geek I'm just like and we can do this and you can have these revenue streams and it'll be amazing and then we're like you know confidence and let's make this happen and what do you believe now and how do you reposition that and reframe oh yeah you and I will yeah long chats anyway (laughs) there are people (laughs) listening to this so we have to like actually talk about what we're here to talk about good point So what made you decide to niche into mindset and are you specifically money mindset? No. So I'm mindset in general for business owners. Yeah. So money mindset is a component that came in a little bit later because I was so obsessed with it for myself that I started to learn about it myself and then just naturally was like, oh, and and educate my clients on it along the way. And then I was like, okay, I've got to take this even further. And now it's a whole component of what I do with my clients, because without it, it's like, you can make all the money, but then you'll sabotage it. If you don't feel safe with it, or if you don't believe that you deserve it, you will absolutely sabotage it. So that came later. Amazing. And so when you decided to go into this particular niche, what have you, what are you seeing? I always love to ask around like what are the big things that you're seeing right now when it comes to women in business, because that's who you and I majority of the time mm. work with uh, around imposter syndrome, confidence, those sorts of things. What are some of the big issues that you're seeing? Yeah. So I niched down eventually because of the fact that I, I get energy when I spend focus on, on mindset, right? So I love the strategy side and I'm the same. Like I get so passionate about it and then I overwhelm people because I'm like, you can do all of these things. Um, And it's like with the mindset piece needs to come first in order for them to believe that they can take the action on the strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I niched into mindset because I found that when I spend my sessions focused on the mindset piece, I am lit up with joy and I can do it all day, every day. Whereas I found that sometimes the strategy stuff took a little bit more energy. So it's I feel like it sits in my zone of excellence. Like I can absolutely do the strategy side, but my zone of genius is absolutely the mindset piece. And I teach that with my clients as well, because I feel like when you're in your zone of genius, that's where you're fully fulfilled and that it comes easily and you don't have to spend as much time and energy. It's just comes natural almost Mm -hmm. because it is your genius. So that's how the reason why I then niched even further with that. The biggest things that I see with the women that I work with are a couple of different things. So Definitely imposter syndrome, definitely people pleasing. That comes in a lot. I'm sure you mm-hmm. see that too. Uh, and fear of success is another really big one as well. Um, we, I always work with money because everyone has money belief systems that we need to shift in order to receive more. But when it comes down to the fear of success, it's really interesting because a lot of women have, they think they have a fear of failure, 
which can be like, you know, perfectionism mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but when it comes to down to it, we unlock it all. It's because they have a fear of success. So they doubt their ability to be able to handle the next level version or that next level success, the income, the fame, the, the workload, like a the lot fame. of women. I love that. The fame. <laughs> yeah. Like they think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm going to get famous. I'm going to get trolled. Right. Like all of these things. Yeah. Whereas honestly, when we work into it, it's that fear of success, because, success, because I don't believe that we all understand what we're truly capable of. Mm. And I feel like, we, if we get a glimpse of that, it can be scary because it is the unknown if we've never done it before, or if we don't have a representation of it in our world, it can seem very scary and very unsafe, right? So if our family and friends, the people that we've surrounded ourselves with our whole lives have never experienced that level of success, that feels really unsafe. So then we fear, well, they're going to judge me, or I'm going to be ostracized from my, from where I feel the most love and belonging, and we will always choose that love and belonging from the people that we are a part of, that, that tribe, that identity of whether, you know, your family and friends, like you will always choose that over the success, right? So it's this push-pull, where, whereas you can have both, but we'll have belief systems and a blueprint of what it means to be who you are currently in your identity of who, who you surround yourself with. So it's almost like that cost. Like if I was to be successful, what will it cost me? Yeah. Who will I have to become in the process? What will I lose? So many women have a fear of losing it all. And I think, yeah, it's so fascinating. But when you think about it, how many women do you see, right? And I know that we surround ourselves with it because we Mm. look for it. Mm. But when you think about it, what representation do we have in society of successful women? Like next level success, like Steve Jobs success level. Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? Because we seek it out, we know it or we see it. So I can think of lots of women, but that's probably not the norm for most. It's not. It's not at all, right? Like when we see like in the entertainment side mm. where they're praised for beauty or fame and celebrity, and, yeah, right? But we're not when it comes to business. Like when you think about women in business that are really successful, you could probably name one or two, but not with the amount of with men that we have so many yeah. representations of it with men that it feels so unsafe. And I think that women also then fear the loss of love when it comes to their partners and there's so much that goes into it, but it really depends on their own blueprint of what they believe to be true about themselves. Yeah. That's so interesting because I think also it's kind of like this fear of success, but also like you're not actually making anything happen. So it's not even like you're even kind of getting to a point where say the business is profitable or you're doing the things that you want. It's almost like it's stopping them from actually taking any action because they're thinking yeah. like 10 years into the future, which just may never happen. I always find yeah. that really interesting. I'm like, just get one client or just <laughs> like, let's just, let's just do this one thing right now. Whereas they're already yeah. projecting into the millions of dollars and the fame and the trolls. And I'm like, let's just do one thing. This yeah. is one thing. <laughs> you know, what's interesting though, is that the fear that you are fearing in the future mm. is actually holding you back now. Yes right? At different levels. So we think that, oh no, that's not big enough yet. It's not painful enough to make the change or to work on it. Whereas when you, when we uncover the bigger fear that is currently stopping you or causing you to procrastinate or causing you to not put yourself forward for opportunities or not put yourself out there, those fears are the bigger fears as well. So it's like Mm -hmm. that next level fear, that's what's happening now. So you need to work on it now. So then you can push through now 
in order to even get to five steps down the track. Yeah, absolutely. And I do say to my clients as well, like I, I am right there with you as in, this is something I work on all the time. I feel like now that we're maybe more aware of it and we've got the strategies to be able to cope with it and move through it. I think that, you know, just, just be aware that it never really goes away. You just learn to manage it better as well. It's not like you look at people and they're like, oh my gosh, like they've got no imposter syndrome. They've got so much confidence. They've got it all worked out. It's all so easy for them. I'm just like some of the mentors that I really love in my life. I love the fact that they're still super honest about the fact that I'm still working on my money mindset or I'm still like working this out. Um, which is why I think it's really important for us to continue to share the journey that we're on um, and also to share the strategies. So let's talk a little bit more about imposter syndrome. So I feel like these are words and phrases that are out there in the universe that we use a lot of the time. But for those who maybe don't really understand exactly what it means, how do you define imposter syndrome? Yeah, so the imposter syndrome is a belief that we don't deserve the reward or the accolade or the success or whatever it is that we're receiving because we don't feel like we deserve it. So we haven't either worked hard enough for it, which again is kind of connected to money mindset, but it's coming back to that place of deservedness, right? So I feel like imposter syndrome shows up two different ways. And so it really depends on how it shows up for you. So are you happy for me to share those two are? I'm like, what are the ways, Christine? It either shows up in a place of we are putting ourselves in situations that are new to us that we've never done before and we are challenging ourselves in new ways. So maybe we're stepping into an environment of people that are much more successful than us or have achieved certain things that we haven't achieved before are more qualified than us. So then when we put ourselves in those situations or we're hitting new income levels, we're, uh, you know, being rewarded or awarded for something that we've never been awarded before for. And so when we're putting ourselves in those situations, the imposter syndrome shows up as a fear mechanism in order to protect us. So it feels scary because it's the unknown. So our brain's going into a state of fear to go, oh, are we safe here? Right. So it's literally looking for the self-protection that literally it's a self-protection mechanism. Now, the way that I look at it is it's about how you embrace that because one, you're choosing it because you're wanting the growth. So that's going to be uncomfortable. And so we want to, I actually look at it from a completely different perspective in that situation. I'm like, oh, I expect it. The imposter syndrome's there. Isn't that interesting? Mm. I'm curious about it. And then I'm like, yes, like this is me growing, right? I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Like this is me uncomfortable because it means I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm telling myself a new way. So in in those situations, there's a couple of different tools that I always share with my clients in order to manage that in that aspect. So the first one is to create a, an evidence list of things that you've done that have set you up perfectly for that exact situation. Yeah. So for instance, I remember experiencing the imposter syndrome like this in this type of situation where a years ago when I spoke for one of the biggest groups that I've ever spoken for before, and it was a full keynote and it was really outside my comfort zone and it was incredible, but leading up to it, I had major imposter syndrome. I was like, it was for Mimco and a whole group of their leaders. And I was like, who am I to speak in front of them? What do I think I know that they don't know, right? Like I was going into all the doubt. They're going to figure out on the floor. They're going to figure out what I'm talking about. Like all the, the mechanisms that the imposter syndrome uses to, to mm. hold you and keep you safe. 
it was showing up for me. And in the lead up, I had to utilize these tools regularly. So there was two. So the one was reminding myself of my experience of, of course, I can speak about this. I'm educated on human behavior. I'm teaching them things that not only will support them, but will support them being better leaders and reminding myself that I have led teams before. I understand where they're at. I've been in their shoes before. And then I would have to literally write a list of all the things that I've done that prepare me for that exact experience. So being able to speak on podcasts before, being able to speak in front of groups before, run trainings before, like I was literally writing a list of like, see, this is creating safety, right? Mm. It's creating that space of like, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that. And then the next one was utilizing mental rehearsal. So stepping into your future self's shoes after the fact you've actually taken the action and then feel how that would feel, but using mental rehearsal because your brain doesn't know the difference between real and imaginary. So we want to play that story out, that whole movie in your mind many, many times, like leading up to that, it was like a three months, I think, lead up and leading up to that, I would regularly sit and actually play it out of my mind of exactly the way I want it to go Mm. regularly. And you know what? It pretty much went exactly the way that happened in my mind. (laughs) And it was amazing. And then at the end, what's most important, and I see this where a lot of high achievers really struggle with this, is stopping to actually acknowledge your wins and celebrate your wins. Mm -hmm. So afterwards was I took literally 10 minutes in the car straight after I'd finished and went, okay, so what was it about me that allowed that to happen and to go well? Right. What do I want to acknowledge myself for? What do I want to celebrate myself for and acknowledge that I made that happen? And not from a place of cockiness or being mm. boastful, right? It's from a place of self-worth mm. and seeing your belief in yourself, right? That's how it happens. It's you're adding things to your evidence list of what's possible yeah. and what you're capable of. So that's one area. The other area can be a little bit you know, it takes a little bit more work to work through and that can come from some core wounds of not feeling good enough. So we all struggle with the not enoughness stories for sure, but some of us have core wounds that have been, have begun from childhood. And it's something that we need to actually work through because it's showing up as a self-sabotaging behavior regularly. So it's not in the situation where you're putting yourself in places you've never been before. It's a, you're not even taking the action to challenge yourself in those new ways. You're constantly over-consuming or you're basically saying, oh, I don't have enough qualifications. I'm not ready yet. I need this next thing. You know, I don't don't have the experience. I'm not, you know, all those not not enoughness stories. So if that's showing up as a self-sabotaging behavior that's stopping you from moving forward, like you're not progressing, that's where we would look at your core wounds and look at where in your lifetime have you had experiences that have taught you or you've developed a belief that you're not enough. Right. So we'd need to work that on a work on that on a deeper level. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's amazing. And I, and I think, I think in my mind, like the way that I've probably spoken about that is self-confidence and self-worth. Yeah. Like one is, one is almost practice and, um, and like you said, recognizing yourself for mm. why were you invited? Like why right. were you, like they're not going to invite somebody that they don't already think is credible. Uh, and I think that's really interesting. I think that sometimes, uh, and I did a post on Instagram this morning about it, is that sometimes somebody will come to us and they'll want to work with us. And a lot of times people that I speak to, there is this underlying thing like, why are they contacting me? Or yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I don't know if I can work with them and 
all of that sort of stuff. And I've had some beautiful people that I've worked with that they're just like, oh my God, when you contacted me, I just thought you must have made a mistake. <laughs> just like, I think you're awesome. Uh, and I think that, that that is where that belief needs to come in as well, is that mm. if we don't believe that we're capable of serving our clients, if we don't believe that we're worthy of it or that we've got the experience or that we can help them, then that does translate. Like they can yeah. feel that energy. Big time. I literally had this exact example, like it's a very similar situation where I had a, a client reach out to me, had been, had listened to my podcast and was like, yeah, I really want to work with you. And we had a call to see if the, we were the right fit. And basically on the call, she was like, oh yeah, I've got a, a million dollar business and like all of these things and a team of this. And like, well, she was basically just giving me a breakdown of her business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but why are you reaching out to me? I don't have a million dollar business yet. <laughs> right. And so I went into all that doubt and fear. And I absolutely believe in the energy that you put out, right. You attract. So what was really fascinating is that, so on the call, she was like, yep, absolutely. I definitely want to work with you. And we got the ball rolling, like booked her in for her first session, which I think was two or three weeks later. And she ghosted me. And I was like, what is within my energy that made that happen? What's going on there? And I was like, oh, it's because I literally was doubting myself through the whole call. And I even got off the phone and I was like, but why would she want to work with me? Right. Like I, and because like, we're all working on it together. Right. So we're all going through this and new level, new devil. And I worked through it and it was so fascinating. So then she goes to me and I reached out a few times and she, she didn't respond. And then um, a couple of months later, she's like, yeah, I'm just super busy. You've got lots going on with the family. I'll get back to you. Uh, And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Right. So I just kind of wrote it yeah. off and which, you know, it was interesting because I was super excited to work with her, but then all that fear and doubt was sitting yeah. in the background. And so I worked on that because I was like, hang on a minute. I want to work with women who have incredible businesses mm. that I know need my work. And so I needed to work through that. And I wrote down all the reasons why she would want to work with me, all the reasons why I believe I was a good fit to work with her and came back to the place of like, she needs the mindset stuff. It's got nothing to do with what business she has. She's yeah. still got all the same doubts and fears and belief systems that are causing the self-sabotaging behavior. It's just at another level. So I was like, I need to work on one, my money mindset, and two, work on my self-worth in that place. Mm. So I worked on it for a couple of months. And then out of the blue, out of nowhere, she showed up and she was like, I'm ready. I listened to your podcast this week and I felt like you were speaking directly to me and you gave me a butt kicking and I'm here. <laughs> amazing yeah and then she was like show show it like I had raised my prices by then so she was like yep whatever like just when are we starting yeah and she's been an incredible client that's amazing I love that but I just want to dive into this as well because it's such an important thing like the energy that we put out is what we get back. You know, I was, <laughs> I love it when I quote Oprah to my son, my nine-year-old son, I'm like, you are responsible for the energy that you bring into the room. And I just think that when we connect with somebody and we're like, I really want to work with you, if they're not excited about it, I'm not going to be excited about it, but you have to, you have to look at, you know, like the fact that you want to do this and that this is going to be amazing for them and for you. And this is going to be a great relationship. And Mm. I think that just communicating that is so important, but we do have to do that work beforehand to really acknowledge like 
why we're doing what we're doing, how great it's going to be, what we're bringing to the table, how we're helping and shifting our clients in whatever it is that we do. And so are there any other strategies, techniques, tools that you work with your clients? I feel like we're sort of talking about imposter syndrome. We're talking about worth. We're talking about the energy that you bring, belief in yourself, all of those things. It's all Uh, so intertwined. It's so intertwined. And Mm. so, yeah, so are there any other things that you kind of feel like these are things that um, that you talk about or that you share with your clients as to how they can build that confidence in themselves. Yeah, well, I, like I love how you talk about it. Like you've just got to do the do. Like you've actually just got to take the action even when the fear is there, right? So I feel like it's working through embracing fear and not letting it stop you. Fear is not is always going to be there. It's not something that's ever going to go away. So it's your relationship with fear that's causing you to not take action. Mm-hmm. So if you allow yourself to embrace the fear and let it be with you on the journey and go, it doesn't have to take the wheel. It doesn't have to be the one setting the details in the GPS. Mm-hmm. You can take that control and decide where you want to take it. So acknowledging that fear is going to be there the whole time and that you need to transmute that feeling in your body to excitement Mm -hmm. because the only difference between fear and excitement in your body is the way that you're breathing. So you're either holding your breath or you are breathing faster and you're excited. So you choose, right? And I think people have um, a lack of ability to understand the emotions they're actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. We have a really low vocabulary for our emotions. And honestly, it's because we've never been taught as well like we've never it doesn't get taught in school money mindset doesn't get taught in school like this stuff is something that is so impactful like our energy is everything and you're right what we put out to the world is what we get back and I believe that everything is a mirror of showing up you exactly how you are mm-hmm. so if you want to do something different you want to be someone different you've got to rehearse that that difference so there's an element of like the work that I do is a, a very much a big unlearning So bringing awareness to what belief systems are limiting you, what belief systems are stopping you from taking action and working through those fears and doubts, absolutely, and unlearning that. But then there's an element of you need to develop who you want to be, right? So the person that you want to become in this next level version, or if you think about the big goals that you have in mind, it's not actually about the goal and the achievement of the goal. It's the person you become in the process. Mm. So if you're able to practice and rehearse being that person, you will become that person. And that person has unique belief systems, practices certain emotions regularly, right? Doesn't buy into negative or low vibe emotions if they don't, if it's not about processing loss and things like that. If we're processing the emotion at the time, then it's not something that we hold on to. So there's an element of there, like I feel like it's we want to respect our emotions. They're here to share information with us. Mm. But if we're constantly practicing negative emotion, we, we create more of it. If we're constantly practicing procrastination and letting fear hold us back, we will get more of it, right? So I'm always a believer of raising your standards of what you believe is possible for you. And the more that you could develop that persona, and I don't mean this in a fake way. I believe if it's absolutely in like your future self who's achieved all of these things, what does she believe? What does she, how does she feel about herself? Mm. And that's what it all comes down to. She fully accepts who she is loves every part of herself. She believes in the value that she has to offer. She's so confident in how she presents herself. So if you act that, if you practice that, you'll become that. Mm. And I feel like that's sometimes the missing piece. We can get very caught up in, 
oh, I've got to explore what's going wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. And it, you know what I mean? Like we've got to let that go and understand what we do need to unlearn and, and question every belief system that's stopping us. But then also the more that you focus on who you want to be and start to practice that person, the more you'll become that person. Amen, sister. (laughs) It ain't Sunday, but we are preaching. I just think that it is, yeah, I I love that as well. Like I am somebody as well who is like if I was that, which is the person that I'm working towards being, if I was her right now, what decisions would I be making? Like how would I be stepping up into like, you know, what what next level of content would I create? How would I show up in a bigger, bolder, like more energetic, impactful way if that's possible? Like, you know, those sorts of yes, things. It's yes. like how can you, It's you know, it is that visualisation and it's kind of taking the big dream that you want but not just wishing for it, like working acting towards it. it and stepping yeah. into it and acting it now and and just knowing that if you continue to do that, exactly like what you just said, you practice it and you step into it, that it will become, like to me, my success is inevitable. Yes. Like right? I and have already accepted that. Yeah. And that's an absolute incredible abundant mindset, right? And I think that some people really struggle with that because we are living currently from the past. Yeah. Right. Like we're literally taking action today based on what we've done yesterday, based on what we've done the last 10, 15, 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're if we're always acting from the past, we're going to create more of the same. So I love that. Like we've got to step into the future and go, well, how would she decide this? She mm. wouldn't worry about whatever. She would go and hire that person because mm. she's wasting time on these things. Or she would go and invest that money because she would believe it's possible to make more. Right. Yeah. It's stepping in and believing that possibility. And I love that because I think one of the core things that I see a lot of successful women have is that belief that, of course, I'm going to be successful. Of course. I'm working towards it. I'm taking the action. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And And I've said before, I made a massive investment in myself in the last 12 months, like one that makes me do a little bit of a butt clench. And um, I think those are always important decisions to make. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My listeners are like, too much information, Suze. But... When I made that investment, which was multiple five figures, I knew that I would make it a success. Yeah, Like I backed myself. I'm like, I'm going to invest this. It hurts a little bit to invest this. Mm. It's a massive leap of faith here. But you know something? I back myself enough to know that I am going to like, absolutely squeeze every ounce of everything out of this experience to yeah. get what I need, which means waking up at five o'clock for a mastermind call on a Wednesday morning and being present. And even though I'm like still waking up physically, I'm like, I'm here, like I'm here, I'm in the yeah. room. Um, and I think that that's what I feel like both of us talk more like a lot about is being in the room, choosing to be in the room, choosing to Mm. step up and embrace what's possible for us. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I have retrained myself to go like when I am, when I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. Mm. 
right? So when I'm stuck in routine, things are staying the same and I'm doing the same thing, I'm like, oh, this is not good. I've got to change this, mm. <laughs> right? So instead of people going, well, I'm, gonna, I'm comfortable here and you get stuck in that comfort zone, I'm like, no, that's uncomfortable for me. I want to grow, right? So it's valuing those values that your future self holds dear. And so growth is a huge one for me. So it's like elevating yourself in that way to go, well, if this is comfortable, I'm stop. I'm stagnant. I'm not growing. So I put myself in those rooms as well, right? Where you're like, oh, that's going to make me really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm going to have to show up and I'm going to have to raise my standards and I'm going to have to expect more from myself because it is so easy just to stay comfortable and just to do what you're doing day in, day out. And unless you challenge yourself in new ways, and sometimes that's like putting yourself in another room, hiring a coach because they're going to see things mm-hmm. that you aren't seeing and they're going to call you on your bullshit, right? And it's like allowing yourself to be put in that situation, but also using it as a tool to challenge yourself to grow. Mm -hmm. Like I said this to a client recently, I said to her, like, what would you want to get out of this investment? So you're investing in yourself right now. What would be the ultimate outcome for you? And she sprouted off a couple of different things. And I'm like, that's amazing. So what are you going to do to make sure what leverage are you going to get on yourself to make sure you get that out of this? Because yes, I'm your coach and I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to support you in the belief systems and we're going to shift you in ways you've never been shifted before, but it's always going to come back to you. Mm. You are your own savior. No one else is coming to save you. You need to be the one taking the action. So what leverage do you need to get on yourself in order to take that action? And she was like, I think I need to remind myself of the investment because this is a scary investment to make. I was like, awesome. Write it down, put it on somewhere. You can see it every single day. And you say to yourself, this is what I'm challenging myself with. This is how much of I'm, I'm, I'm investing. So you better step up. Yeah. Right. Like challenge yourself in new ways. And she was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, because there are going to be times, right. You make the yeah. investment. I, do you find that like, it's so interesting that you go back to like the normal way of thinking or yeah. you're like, it just becomes the, no- the new norm back then you were like, Oh my God, I could never invest this much. And yeah. then you do it and you're like, eh. in the, and Money then becomes, it's so interesting the way that money works is that you create your new level of standard of living mm. and then money stays the way it stays there. Mm. And if you give money a new purpose, it will show up for you and then that will become your new standard of living. Yeah. Right. And so this becomes this new plateau. And so then you're like trying to then lift it up again. And so it's the patterns that are showing up for you now will consistently show up unless you choose to do something different. Yeah, totally agree. And I was having that conversation with a a group of clients the other day where I'm like, it's the whole thing of, am I responsible for my clients' results? And as coaches, this is something that a lot of coaches have to deal with. And one of my clients is a coach. And I was just saying, you know, you are all grown ass women. You make your own decisions. I can give you the tools. I can put you in the environment. I can create the opportunities. I can do all of that, but you have got to show up. You have got to do the work. I cannot sit down next to you, hold your hand and take you through everything. Yeah. So your results are really up to you. And if you're not getting the results that you need, then you need to come back and you need to talk about it. And we need to work it out and figure out how you're going to change and shift and do things differently. And I think that, you know, everything that we're talking about just does come back to we are responsible for Mm. our outcomes. We are responsible for what we think. We're responsible for the energy we put out there. We're responsible for how we show up. We're responsible for 
what I choose to be, do, have, create today. Like, I just think that when you, when that clicks, when you get that, when you move from the self-sabotage, not believing, always looking at the negative, like what I don't have, what I can't do, all of that, when that clicks that you are responsible, like you said, nobody's going to come and save you. Mm. I feel like it's one of the most empowering moments in your life because I'm no longer relying on a company who pays me for me to increase my income. I'm no, no longer relying on a company to give me flexibility to live the life that I want. Like it is now up to me. It is now my choice about how hard I go after the things I want and how I create this reality mm. that I want and, and how I show up, you know, and, and be that person that I really want to be, whether it's me now or me in the future and how much I back myself. Yeah. Oh, which is 100%. exciting. <laughs> exactly. That's a good sign. Like that's good information <laughs> because I think like people can feel like, oh, it's, all of these external things that are going on for me. It's like, actually, no, when you take that full responsibility, you get to recognize that it's you, right? Like the results that you're experiencing, and I know this can be confronting, but what you're currently experiencing in your business, if you're listening to this, what you're currently experiencing in your business is a direct result of what you're telling yourself about yourself in your business. Mm. It's a direct result of what's going on between your ears, right? And so that's actually a good thing, right? Just like you're saying, it's that self-responsibility that you get to take that and go, okay, well, then I get to change it. I can absolutely change that because if it's if you're the problem, then that's great, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's not anything else. It's not the market. It's not whatever else. And I think yeah. what you're, I think the other cool thing is being mindful of what you're consuming because mm. if you're surrounding yourself with people that are very similar, that aren't taking action and blaming the world for their problems, or if you're not taking, if people that aren't taking full responsibility for their own actions, then it can be comfortable to stay in that environment. But if you're surrounding yourself with other incredible powerhouse women that are literally showing up every single day, taking that action, then you acknowledge that, oh, I could also do that, Mm. right? And so you take that full responsibility. So I think it's, yeah, it is life-changing to fully accept that as as you get to make those changes. It's you. Mm. Now, I do want to also acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is obviously that as we record this, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Obviously, you're in Brisbane, which has not been affected at all, really, by the lockdowns and COVID and all the rest of it, which I'm very jealous of. Um, And so how do you speak to clients where their world has been massively impacted by everything that's going on. Um, And I think there's a couple of things that I want to acknowledge as well is that we've got uh, the ability to, you know, be in control of what we are able to do and think and the rest of it. There's two things. Number one, if your business has obviously stopped kind of trading because of maybe your product or you're a pub or you're a cafe or you're whatever it is. Um, then that obviously impacts. And the second thing is mental health oh, and yeah. our ability to manage our thoughts when there's a chemical, you know, um, I guess, unbalance there or, or impact. How do you sort of, do you sort of talk about that with your community or your clients? Like how do we, how do we navigate some of that when it comes to how we show up and what we believe and what we think? Mm. I think first and foremost that 
it's important that you allow yourself to feel your feelings, mm. all of what you're experiencing, the emotions that you're experiencing are valid, no matter what is going on with anybody else. So I've seen this and I've got family in Melbourne. So I totally, mm. I, I understand it. I've been in some of the lockdowns mm. last year when I would spend a lot of time with family in, in Victoria. And I obviously then I also don't acknowledge that I don't know what it's like now, right? Because I'm not there right mm. now. And I can't even imagine how they're feeling right now with all of the consistent lockdowns that keep happening. Mm. So first and foremost, please acknowledge your own emotions and how you're mm. feeling because they're absolutely valid, no matter what's going on in Sydney either, right? Like but no matter what's going on in the rest of the world, you still yeah. need to acknowledge how you feel and allow yourself to process those feelings. With such massive impacts on business, people are going through a grieving process. So it's so important that you allow yourself to, ex- to express and go through that those motions, right? So that you're going to go through a denial phase. You're going to get angry, mm. right? You're going to get frustrated. And if you allow yourself and you're going to experience that, the depths of those emotions. And if you keep moving through them and allow yourself to process them by not pushing them down and actually feeling them, you will move through them and obviously get the support that you need. Like, please reach yeah. out and get the support that you need through, through Lifeline. And there's so many mental health lines that you can get the support through. Please don't do this on your own if you don't believe you can. And, and you shouldn't have to, right? Like connection and loneliness throughout these times is super important. So reaching out and getting the connection that you need with family and friends is really super important right now. And when we move through that grieving process, eventually we'll come to a place of acceptance where we can accept what is and move forward, right? And so, yes, it's important that we experience all those emotions, but ultimately we want to recognize that we can get to a place of acceptance and then choose how we want to experience what we're going through. Mm. So we then get to choose, okay, so how do I want to spend my time? What do I want to focus on? What do I want to be consuming? What makes me feel good? What do I need to honor within myself in order to take care of myself? Mm. So that could be like, I remember last year for us, and I was in Victoria for the first, I think, three months of one of the, like the earlier lockdowns mm. um, from what was that, like March to June or something. Yeah. I was actually in Victoria for that. Um, and one of the core things that I did for myself was meditated multiple times a day, mm. right? Taking care of your mental health by acknowledging you need that space. I'd be really conscious of what I was consuming. So unfortunately the news and mm. everything else and being tapped into that is such fear-based language that your brain is putting you into a fear-based situation and your autonomic nervous system will go into sympathetic stress state consistently and will stay there, right? Unless you are creating that equilibrium and generate, re- sorry, taking care of your emotions and um, bringing your emotions back down to equilibrium. And that I do through meditation, through visualization, through grounding, getting out into nature, moving my body, like all those types of things that you need to do for you, prioritize them, Mm. right? Put those first. I do not turn on any social media, any news. My apps on my phone are switched off until 9am. So I'm not letting the world in yet, Mm. right? So being able to take care of your own mental health by just being with you, and going, well, what do I need today? How do I want to feel today? What's my focus today? And in those times, like having a, a routine is really helpful because your brain is looking for certainty. When we're in states of uncertainty, it's looking to feel safe. So we need certainty. So that you can get through having a routine, making sure that you're getting up at the same time every day, going to bed, getting really good sleep. Um, also having a couple of things that you want to tick off the list that day. Because as you tick them off, you get a kick of dopamine, mm-hmm. which makes you feel good. 
So all these little things that you can do, and even if it's just as simple as do the laundry, clean the bathroom, do you know what I mean? Like it can be simple things like that. It doesn't have to be business related because you will get to that, right? Like you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to let this control me. I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to focus on what I can control. And that's mm. where you might innovate in ways that you've never innovated before. And that's what I love to see through this. Like when you start to look for this experience of where different leaders are showing up in different ways and innovating like crazy, mm. making money in unique ways, like that's possible for you. You can get mm. to that and allow yourself to get to that and know that, adversity is what creates resilience Mm. so as you're going through this you are strengthening your way yourself in ways that you've never been strengthened before Mm. and when you're able to get through this like I remember going through last year and saying to a client like what I'm constantly telling myself is how do I want to look back on this moment after it's all over Mm. so I was I would literally go well middle of 2021 when this is done (laughs) that's what I thought (laughs) um but now I'll be like 2022 maybe (laughs) At that moment, when this is all said and done, and we go back to an element of whatever that normal is going to look like, how do I want to look back on myself and go, I had this is how I dealt with mm. it, this is how I handled it? I want to be proud of myself for how I got through that. Mm. Right. So I want to utilize that future self focus and go, you know, I actually want to be the leader. I actually want to be innovative. I want, I don't want to let this to stop me. I want this to challenge me in ways, yes, but grow me. Right. So that was then what helped pull me forward to change my business in ways that I hadn't changed it before and do things I'd never done before. And yes, every industry is very different. And I think that there's definitely the outliers where some are utilizing this as a situation to grow and expand and others aren't just there just yet. And that's okay. So wherever you are, just acknowledge that you need to experience what you're experiencing and just take care of yourself as best you can until you can get to a place where you take action in a new way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I also just think that I said a while ago, if you need help, ask for it. And I think that's a really big thing too. I think that there's a lot of pride out there, which I totally get. I also think that, you know, we've been in a bit of a situation where, you know, some businesses have not had a lot of support. um, And I just think just reach out and ask for help if you need it, because people want to support and help others. There's, I've seen so many businesses that have just been like, you know, I want to buy from other small businesses. Like if you're struggling, let us know. Like, you know, just, I just feel like the small business community is so supportive and, and it's been amazing to see that. And so I think that's just the other thing is just, you know, like you said, you've got to, you've got to do the grieving and you've got to move through the emotions and then you've got to ask yourself, you know, the one thing we can never get back is time. And whilst a lot of us are just wishing all of this away, which I totally get, it is like you said, how do I want to look back and how did did I just wish away two years or did I, in the chaos of it all, did I evolve? Did I grow? Did I change? Did I do something that was different? And, And how have I managed that really difficult time as well? And so, yeah, I just think it's it's such an interesting one. Mm. I think it's also stopping to acknowledge the beauty in it. Like sometimes like it's all doom and gloom, right? And it can be so easy to get caught up in all the doom and gloom, but sometimes just taking a moment just throughout each day, like that little practice of looking for the beauty in the smaller moments. Mm. And I remember like talking to my brother-in-law and they're in Melbourne and he lost his job in, in all of it last year. And 
it was a massive change for them and their family. And he, with what he went through and then having to find new work and all that, he was like, I actually wouldn't change it because the time that I had with my family, he's like, I was working 24 seven, but the time that I've had with my family, the relationship that I've developed with my daughter would never have happened if this hadn't have happened. She would have grown up and I wouldn't have known who she is. Like, I was like far out, like, look at that. That is incredible. And she's like, he's like the, the time that I took to go, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm homeschooling. Yeah. I'm still, he was still trying to work at the time and doing bits and pieces and figuring out other jobs and all of the things in between. He was like, but I still took a good two hours to spend time with the kids one-on-one uninterrupted and take them for walks and go to the park and do all the different little things that they love to do. And the relationship that they developed is so strong now. Like it's, mm incredible to see and he's like I would have missed out on that Mm, yeah it's so interesting my husband in 2020 was home for pretty much the majority of the time um and I think that was a really like that was so nice like even though we didn't we didn't want to be in it it is kind of going on it was really nice for all of us to be together and you know backyard picnics and daily walks and family movies and like at you know four o'clock on a Wednesday kind of thing yeah Uh, and I just think that it is kind of looking at those little things in the midst of all of it and kind of going that was like really nice and even now like you know um just little things like my kids and I just go for a bike ride at like three o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day just to get out and I might go grab a coffee they'll go grab a juice or something and it's just it's just stuff that we would never, we would not normally do mm. in the, you know, in the normality of life. Yeah. And like, what is life? Life is just a series of moments, mm. right? And I love to freeze frame moments that are important or impactful, right? And sometimes they're the most minute moments where mm. I'm connecting with my friends or spending time with my nieces and nephews and like, literally taking a moment while it's happening to stop fully embrace the whole experience of what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're experiencing, what you're hearing, your, your, the smelling, like all of it and freeze frame it in your mind and utilize those as gratitude practices. Mm. Right. So when you, I love to do that. And that was one of the core things I did all throughout this year. And I consistently practice it is taking, it's not every single day, but there are multiple times a week where I will stop and actually go, what are three moments that I'm super grateful for Mm. most recently or in the past and really generate that feeling of gratitude in your body and then turn that gratitude on yourself. What do you want to acknowledge yourself for? Mm. And you can't be angry and upset and grateful at the same time. You can't. So it's a really beautiful way to transmute negative emotion. And I think that when we transmute those or not transmute, if we freeze frame those moments. We have so many more because we are so fleeting in the way that we live our lives. Mm. We're so distracted. We're so like doing 15,000 things at once. Our our minds are actually not present in the moment. Whereas when we stop and actually acknowledge and freeze frame those moments and then relive them in our minds, it's a beautiful way to experience life. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So good. Christine, I feel like we could chat all day long. Uh (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, with us. We will definitely be doing more in the future. I can just feel it. Yeah. Feel it too. in my bones. <laughs> but, um, but thanks so much for coming on. Where can my listeners find out more about you? Uh, and I know that we've got a freebie as well that you can mention. Yeah. So if you wanted to work on your scarcity mindset or work on your money mindset to elevate yourself to the next level, uh, I have a beautiful little gift for you, which is 10 money mindset shifts to supercharge your business, which you can check out the link in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. If you want to find it there, Um, I mainly hang out on Instagram, to be honest. And I would love to hear if there's any takeaways that you took from this. Honestly, if you just laughed with us, I would love to know that. (laughs) Um, So send me a DM on Instagram at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. So good. Christine, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been super fun. My pleasure. Did you love it? I loved it. I loved it. It's so good. It's so good. I just love these chats. I love when we go off on tangents, but they're good tangents and we dive deep. So make sure you go and check Christine out on her socials and her website. All of her links are in the show notes as well. She's so gorgeous and so lovely. And I'm so glad that we've connected and that she reached out to me uh, and that we've been able to start chatting so much more as well. I did say to her at some point, you and I will do an event together because I would, I think it would be epic. Uh, so, So watch out for that one day when we can get back together and actually see each other in person. I think it'll be amazing. But listen, I hope that you enjoyed that podcast episode. I know that I did. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.